This is the Who's to Say podcast with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. Welcome in to episode 23 of the podcast. It's a struggle bus captain here, Grant Sheffield. And uh, last week was a last week was a rough go for the podcast. I got a little uh, a little angry, and I, I never get angry. I usually I'll get like annoyed, uh, mildly upset. But last week I was legit like angry. I was like, these motor, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like super upset or whatever. Uh, just because, like, the topic, for people who didn't listen, I kind of was talking about, like, uh, people being upset with, like, uh, certain, I don't know. They were, uh, they were upset about Donald Glover having a white wife or whatever. Like, pretty much the brief synopsis is uh, Donald Glover has a white wife or partner, um, and people named his huge hero when uh, This Is America came out, and then uh, probably eight hours later, if not, probably not even that long later, people were like, oh, how can he be like a, a hero if he has a white wife? How can he call him to a pro-black that's a white wife? And that's annoying to me, right? Um, so I got kind of I got kinda upset about that. I probably could have uh, probably could have let off the gas a little bit, if you will. Um, but staying in that same vein as last week, I um, I was watching some videos. Uh, you know how you get to like that real deep, like uh, I don't know that you're in like a super super like mind warp where you're just like, all right, I'm gonna watch a video real quick, and then next thing you know, you watch two, three videos of the same type. So I did that uh, the other night. I was watching um, I was watching the J Cole video. Uh, Angie Martinez interviewed him. Angie Martinez. She's an awesome interviewer. Like, I was... She's so good. Like, I was watching her do the interview, and I was like, she has legit asked J. Cole maybe seven questions, and the interview's going on like an hour and a half. I was like, yo, she's killing it, right? So, uh, most of my listeners don't know this, uh, but a few of my listeners definitely know this. Um, I don't listen to J. Cole's music. I'm not, like, against J. Cole. I think he's a great rapper. Uh, I also listen to his music because uh, I lived in Fayetteville. And if you lived in Fayetteville, um, he pretty much, his music in Fayetteville uh, is just like, it plays every single day. That's one of the main things that Fayetteville has to hang his hat on is J. Cole's success, which I get. That's awesome. But I was like, I heard so much J. Cole when I was in college um, that I was like, you know what? I'm good. I think I'm all set. Uh, I get the general gist of what he had to say. And then I uh, watched the video with him and Angie Martinez. And um, he was just talking about, like, uh, you know, his experiences and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty cool. He um, was talking about uh, one thing in particular I thought was kind of cool that I had mentioned to a friend of mine because he had, like, a tour coming up or whatever. And on his tour, he's taking Young Thug with him. And, of course, um, the way it was, I'm not going to say marketed, but the way it seems from listening to um, one song on J. Cole's album is that you think that J. Cole doesn't like, quote, unquote, mumble rappers, right? 
Come to find out, it's not true. He essentially makes it seem like uh, the mumble rappers kind of help his platform be what it is, and which I thought was an interesting take. So then I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's jump, let's jump on the on the J Cole bandwagon for a little while, right?" So I'm listening. I'm like, "All right, this dude's all right. This dude's all right, you know." And it's funny because like uh, I've told this story to a few of my friends who are J Cole fans. I was uh, I was here in Raleigh. Um, maybe it was last January or whatever January that the help came out. I think that was like maybe January of 16. I don't think it was January 17. But I saw that movie, right? And uh, I'm at the movie theater with a friend of mine. Like, I go and we're walking up to the movie theater, right? See this guy, he has dreads, right? Taller, black dude, light skin. And uh, I saw, like, we were kind of like walking past, maybe like uh, 150 feet, maybe a little bit less. It's probably more like 50 feet. And I saw him, I was like, in my head, I was like, huh. And I said to my friend, I was like, oh, shit, it's J. Cole. And she's like, that's not J. Cole. I was like, okay. But the thing is, uh, me, I'm so passive about J. Cole, I didn't get super excited. I'm not passive because I don't think it's great. It's just like I'm not a celebrity person. Like, I don't really, I'm not like a raw, raw guy for, like, celebrities. Um, because I've always felt like uh, don't, I feel, I feel like don't love the person, love the talent. And that's why I don't get, like, super excited, right? So we're like walking into it. I was like, oh, it's J. Cole. And she was like, she's like, no, it's not. I was like, okay. So then um, we're walking and uh, he pulls up this Range Rover to the front of the spot and picks up his uh, his girlfriend, fiance. I think they're married now or whatever. He picks her up in the Range Rover. Like he goes and gets the car and she stands at the corner, or not corner, but like in front of the um, movie theater. He pulls the Range Rover over, picks her up. And um, yeah, so. It's a solid chance. If I had to guess, he was probably in there watching The Help with me and my friend. I'm just going to guess because it's not like the biggest movie theater in Raleigh that we went to. Um, but yeah, like we're walking out. We were walking and then she sees, I like, I like, that's him. And then she's like, that's not J. Cole. And then she, she like kind of like, oh, that is J. Cole. I was like, yeah, I told you that like 47 seconds ago. But, you know, I thought dude was cool. Uh, the interview was really well done. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Like, Maybe once every few years or so, um, which is interesting. So, so I had a lot of respect for that because I feel like uh, watching the interview, I was like, "Oh, this is this is solid," you know. He uh, kind of talked about race a little bit, which, of course, if you listen to the last episode of the podcast was about seventy-five to eighty-five percent about race. Um, so yeah, I thought it was interesting. He was talking about like. How was him growing up and all that? Um, after I watched that video, I watched this. I don't know why I did this. Oh, I remember. So he was talking to Angie Martinez about the Childish Gambino video, This Is America, and he said that he watched it three times, back to back to back. And what was very interesting to me was uh, he admitted to like having that same um, fear of missing out that all of us have which is, like, social media, because he was off social media for a while for people who, like, follow him or whatever. I don't follow him. I think I did, like, maybe when I was in college. I don't know if his Twitter is still the same. It's probably still the same. I think, the reason I remember, because I think it was, like, J. Cole NC, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's trying to put on for a state or whatever. Um, but he was saying that he watched the video, like, the Childish Gambino video three times, like, back to back to back. 
And I was like, oh, man, it's tight, because Childish Gambino is one of my favorite rappers. Um, some of my closer friends, J. Cole is their favorite rapper, but Childish Gambino is probably my favorite rapper. Probably him. Um, I like Post Malone a decent amount. Um, I like Drake's Hustle. I think Drake makes, like, really good songs. I was telling a friend of mine, I think that Drake does a great job at uh, gaining new fans, uh, which is important. If you know anything about, like, business, stuff like that, like, I feel like it's important to, like, get, like, new customers as well as keep your client base or whatever because, like, I feel like that's what Drake does the best out of most um, artists that are out right now. So he was saying that about the video. He liked it. And then, like, they got me a thing. I was like, yeah, let me, um... Let me watch the video real quick. So I watched this American video again, and then I think I watched another video, and it was like uh, Breakfast Club. They were interviewing Childish Gambino, and he comes in there, and in the video, he's wearing like, you know, a cardigan, he's got like um, a Hawaiian shirt, he has like, um, like shorts on, or whatever, and essentially they're clowning him. They're like, kind of like, what are you wearing? type stuff, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a stroke of genius in how he kind of uh, picked apart their opinions of him based off his clothes. He was just like, um, pretty much he was goes on, and he's just like, I feel like I don't need to wear a certain thing to be who I am. It's like, my main thing is I just want to be me. Like, I'm not trying to put on or anything like that. He goes, I don't, I don't wear name brand clothing and stuff like that because I don't want to, um, I don't want to put money in other people's pockets when I be, can be putting in my own. I was like, that nigga's dope. Like, legit. Like, I know for me, like, uh, I don't know the last time I wore, like, a, <clears throat> like a like a name brand shirt. Like, at least nothing that has, like, a label on it. Typically, for me, I usually got a t-shirt that's, like, a plain t-shirt. Um, there's usually no brands up there. Like, if I'm on stage... It's going to be very rare that I have a t-shirt that has, like, any type of picture or anything like that. Because, like, I get to a point in my head where it's like, I don't want to... I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, for stand-up, I'm trying to uh, take it to a place where, like, I'm making money consistently because my jokes uh, merit that money. So, so I'm, like, always trying to write new jokes, always trying to get better sets, uh, get funny faster um, and stuff like that that way I can uh, <clears throat> make sure that um, I see myself as the business which I do uh, that's something I feel like uh, kind of in our in our community we don't really talk about it in the black community like being like that we are the business that was something that Charles Gambino kind of talking about he was goes on he's talking about how he's talking to uh, Jaden Smith um who has a has a pretty solid song out? Uh, I think the hook is um, "I Am an Icon Living" or something like that. It's solid. Um, he's saying that Jaden comes up, came over to his house, and they're like hanging out. And Jaden comes in, and he's like wearing leggings and like a t-shirt. And off the top of your head, the first thing that black folks say, like, "Oh, niggas don't wear that." That's the first thing that comes into somebody's head. But the question is, why though? I remember. I bring that up because uh, when I was in grad school, uh, it was me and two of my classmates who 
are also African American, black, or whatever. And um, my one friend who's Indian, and you know, she comes in and she like, she, the clothes don't matter, right? So like everybody's wearing like t-shirt, jeans, whatever. Uh, she comes in and she takes her, she takes like her sandals or whatever off, and she's like writing on like the little chalkboard in the library or the dry erase board. And um, she's like walking around the room with her shoes off, and that's not like a big deal. You're, you're, you're comfortable, right? It doesn't matter what you do or whatever. Like I think she goes to the bathroom, and one of my friends goes, "Why is she, why is she walking around barefoot? Why is she walking around barefoot?" And I was just like, "Because it's comfortable. I mean, she already had taken her shoes off. Why go through the whole hassle of putting your shoes back on to walk to the bathroom? Everywhere on this floor is carpeted." We're at NC State. It's a lot of money pumped into this joint. It's okay. Um, but, like, while she's in the bathroom, like, this whole conversation going on about, like, why uh, why she's, like, not wearing shoes, why she just walk around barefoot. And I was like, I said this, and I, I remember saying it because it's been a number of years now. This was easily three years ago. I said to my friends, and they got, like, super quiet when I said it. I was like, why can't we be this free? Like, what's holding, what's holding black folks back other than black folks? Trust me, there are, are many, many things. But a lot of times we do stuff to our own detriment. Like, we definitely got to, like, elevate some stuff we do. Like, we can't do nothing. Like, we just got to be in that same box all the time. Like, I don't know. It gets a, a, so annoying. Annoying to, like, the point of, like, just, ah, it's just straight idiocy. I was like, ah, we can't do nothing. Like, that's one of the reasons why Childish Gambino is like one of my favorite rappers. Uh, it's because he's a black dude that, not because he's a black dude. Ah, uh, it's solid knowledge about him being a black dude. Um, I'm joking. But he's a black dude that goes up there and he raps about things that are important to him. All right? Um, I remember one of his songs, he's, he talks about like, He's writing a song for a black dude who's skateboarding. And I skateboard. So that shit, it meant something to me when I heard the song. I was like, oh, this is dope. This this joint is fire. Like, this guy gets it. Like, that's how I am about his music. Uh, because it was, uh, it's interesting to me. It's something I can relate to. I don't really relate to people talking about, like, selling drugs and all that stuff. I've never sold drugs. I know people who sell drugs and who have sold drugs, right? But... On a personal level, level something I've done, Childish Gambino is closer, right? Like, I've got friends and former classmates who've been addicts and stuff like that and push dope and all the stuff that, like, uh, your favorite rappers claim to do. i got friends who've done that. It's not great. Those are the main people I'm trying to avoid, right? I just don't understand, like, this, uh, this double standard. It's like, all right, black folks... We gotta be in this box, all right? You do think anything out of that box, yeah, you're not black. Okay, where does that come from? Which is annoying to me because I feel like a lot of times stuff like that comes from like uh, like that old like uh, Sanford and Sons and Good Times and Two Two Seven Amen, all those black '70s shows where they like have these prejudices about like doing anything outside of was cool to be black, right? Like, I say that from a, from this perspective. Like, there's a phrase, 
that black people might be familiar with. I'm sure they do. The phrase is, uh, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Easily the dumbest shit on the planet, right? It's, it's stupid. It's so, so stupid. And uh, I know for me, and of course I don't care about what race somebody is, but there's a, there's a section of like, uh, like African American culture that doesn't really get spoken about that often, and that has to be the colorism. Like, there's an intersectionality in black culture uh, where it's just colorism, where it's like the darker African-American person versus the lighter African-American person. Don't, don't you guys find it a little bit interesting how much, like, uh, how much people hate Drake? Or not hate Drake, but like hate on Drake. That's like, oh, he's too emotional. He's too this. He's too that. All right, cool. But... But at the same time, you'll see them like they love, love, love Gucci Mane. And I listen to both of their, I listen to both of them. Like, I don't really care. Like, I don't hate on either one. Like, uh, Drake has kind of become like a, like a, kind of like a, in, in black shows. I know most of you guys don't watch black shows, right? All right. Uh, in, on black shows, you will hear Drake's name get mentioned as like a soft black dude. Like on Insecure, which is a great show on HBO. Um, they mention Drake. They say, uh, oh, you and them Drake Drake type niggas. What? You and it's interesting to me because it's like you have to be Mandingo all the time. Is that what we have to be? If you're gonna be a black dude, you can't have any emotions. You can't treat women right. You can't be serious about like your career, and the thing is, for me, I do the complete opposite. I do the complete opposite. Like for me, I, I'm not gonna try to be Mandingo because 99% of your days on the planet, you don't have to fight a person. 99%. There's never a day where I wake up and I'm like, man, I need to go fight somebody so they can know that I'm strong. I'm gonna do that. I go to the gym. I go to the gym, people are like, yeah, that dude's probably strong. Yeah, it's fine. I don't need to, I don't need to fight you. Also, I, need, I don't need to like demean women. I don't need to like throw them away at nothing. It's, it does no good. So, uh, like, I, the thing about colorism is interesting. Like, I have friends who, um, if they're gonna date like a black woman, um, she has to be light skinned. Or I was like, oh, why does she have to be light skinned? Like, oh, I just find light-skinned women more attractive. Why? It's like, oh, you know, because they have they have less they have uh, <laughs> they have less attitude. Really? This is this is the one thing I know not about black women, but women in general. Um, all women, just like all men, everybody's crazy. Everybody's crazy, right? Everybody's crazy. It doesn't it doesn't matter uh, what shade you are, and. Uh, I'll drop the word slavery. So a slavery, there's a slavery mentality that I feel like ties back to like uh, colorism within the black community, and this and it goes this way. Um, back in the slavery days, of course, everybody knows the difference between like your house Negroes, field Negroes, all that, right? Sure. Okay. Um, the reason behind a lot of things in like the black community, as far as like lighter versus darker, is because 
they feel like the lighter you are, it means the closer you are to like the slave master who probably raped whoever it was. That way you're a lighter complexion. They felt like you were smarter because you had the white blood in you. Doesn't mean anything. I know dumb light-skinned dudes. I know dumb dark-skinned dudes. That has never been a thing. It's the, it's the stupidest thing. Like, you'll see stuff like team light-skinned, team dark-skinned. Who? What game is this? What, what, what's the game? Who's winning? Who's winning the game? I'm so confused. Team light skin, team dark skin. How about shut the fuck up? It's stupid. Stupid shit. Like, I in my personal life, like, uh, my mother is of a lighter complexion. My dad's of a darker complexion. And guess what? I love them the exact same. The exact same. Right? Like, if, I, if I'm out and about and I see like a, a woman who I think is attractive, like, uh, let's say she's dark-skinned or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, that chick's attractive. Or if I see a, a woman who's, like, of a lighter complexion, I'm like, oh, she's attractive, too. It's not going to be a, but the but the light-skinned girl is cuter because she's lighter. What? No. I will say if I see somebody who's, like, if somebody I feel like I just, I'm not compatible with, I'm like, yeah, the light-skinned chick, uh, she's attractive, but she's also a jerk. Not because she's light-skinned, just because she's a jerk. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with like shade or anything like that. Um, this is a this is a fun little thing I want you guys to try to do one time. Uh, turn on Animal Planet. Just just do it. Just turn on Animal Planet one day and uh, watch like uh, like cattle. Watch like cows or whatever the case may be. And you see like all these black cows, right? You see like all these black cows, and you see this one like white cow. There's going to be a thing, there's going to be a moment where you're going to understand what I'm talking about. You'll see the black cows chasing after the white cow. Like, let's say, because I've seen this before many times, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, this white cow was born from this black cow. Why would they be chasing? They're all related. It works even in the animal kingdom. It's ridiculous. Of course, we're animals as well. That's the whole thing. Let's not get into science. There's no need for that. Um, but I just feel like it's, it's weird. Like, I've I think it's a, I think colorism is, is uh, it's interesting, I would say. Um, there are some things that I saw recently that kind of stuck out to me uh, as far as like shows that are coming out. So, uh, Central Entertainer has a new show coming out, right? Um, in this show, pretty much he, uh, let's see how to put this. Central Entertainer is in this show. It's called uh, The Neighborhood, right? Sandra Entertainer is like, I guess, the father figure in this show. It's an all-black family, and they're living in this um, neighborhood in Southern California. And um, there's a white family that moves in next door, and their names are the Johnsons. Perfect. It's very, uh, very Chappelle show-esque of them. Like... They made one skit, one skit into a whole show. Like I'm, I saw the preview and I was like, "This is this is the best they could do." Like this tired premise, like on Chappelle's show when it came out, hilarious. It was great. Uh, the nigga family, if you will, uh, it was great. 
niggas. All right, sorry. Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. But now, you know, you're watching. I was watching the preview for this show. I was like, this is a, this is actually kind of lame. Because, like, the white family comes over. Like, oh, we're the Johnsons. And then they're making all these, like, tongue-in-cheek racial jokes about their last names being Johnsons. I, I don't... It's stupid. Mainly for this purpose. Uh, the thing about slavery, I bring up slavery twice in the podcast. Who else is doing that? hi Probably Kanye. Um, no. But our last names weren't what they are now. Those those names were given to us by slave masters, right? Like, everybody knows that. Like, you think your your last name was really Williams when your family came over from Africa? When they got dropped off in that weird part of South Carolina? You think that's... No. These are slave names. Like, these aren't... These names came over... All right, it's fine. It's, a whole, it's stupid. It's fine. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching the show because I feel like I'll hear a thousand overdone premises. Uh, I do want to do well. I like Cedric the Entertainer, or at least I did as a kid. Um, he's done a number of shows since uh, the Steve Harvey show. Um, he had one show where he was like a, what was that thing? I want to say Steve, not Steve Harvey. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer was a, was a pastor or something like that. Then you remember when he was on a, What's the thing? Were you trying to... Oh, I definitely almost said it. He was the guy on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for like a year. You remember that? And then I think Terry Crews did it. They were just trying to find like all the black dudes they could. And then like, I don't know where it is now. It's probably like an English dude or something. That's typically how it goes. But yeah, um, that show's probably not going to do well. It's I said it because it's at a weird time slot for TV. Monday, 8 p.m. Right? A lot of people aren't going to watch that show, right? It is on CBS. I don't know what they bumped or I don't know. It's probably one of those weird like uh, summertime trial periods. A lot of times with TV shows, they'll give them like a, like a three to six episode, like let's say quote unquote head start. I can't remember the real word right now, but they'll do that. It's just like try out the show, see how the ratings are doing. And if you're below a certain number, uh, then your show, of course, isn't going to make a full season, and they'll like they'll like renew you. Uh, but guess what is getting renewed? Roseanne, guys. Roseanne, you remember that show that you watched in '94? You remember that show getting uh, renewed for a- another season? How, how dumb? How dumb are we? Right? I'm not saying that because. I don't know if I haven't watched the show. I don't know if it's good or bad. I've heard good things about it. Um, why are we watching the same show again? Why is that a thing? We're watching Roseanne again. They got Fuller House, which is Full House, without any of the stars. They got our two least favorite characters, Mary-Kate and Olsen, Mary-Kate and I don't know, whatever. Both of them are doing like real-life stuff. Stamos isn't on it anymore. He's... He's not even doing Greek yogurt anymore. Come on, Stamos. What's up? Uh, Bob Saget. You know, just doing Bob Saget stuff. Um, what was the, what's the other dude's name? I can never remember his name. Like the actual dad that's important in the show? What's his name? Huh. 
that's a that's Googleable. Yeah, I'll 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 look into that later. But yeah, we're just we're watching the same shows. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much it as far like shows or whatever. Um, there was something I actually wanted to play from uh, Wendy's interviews. Let me go to this real quick. Let's go to the old YouTube, if you will. I'm gonna see if I can play a little bit of uh, this uh, J Cole real quick. So here we go. Just because it's like it's not right now. It's not right now, and yeah. I I don't like teasing or playing the game because this this has been going on for a minute. Like this shit is why, like why why just because it's why do people do why why I mean, it's, it's like Prince you know, Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, I guess it's like we did it. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like it came from nowhere. So it's like it's you yeah. know I gotta take blame in that. Yeah. But I don't want to keep teasing people and like. You know, that's, I don't want to play with people's emotions. If people want that, why wouldn't you just give it to both of you? Because it's not it that them. easy. It's like, it's timing. This man is his own man. I'm my own man. He has a pull. All right. So, that part of the J. Cole interview. Uh, J. Cole just talking about how him and uh, Kendrick were, would potentially like have like a like a joint album or whatever. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool that he was just like, yeah, he doesn't like want to play games. I can appreciate that. Um, like... If he put out that joint album, I would probably listen to it. I like Kendrick a lot. Uh, I think J. Cole is great as well. I just don't listen to his music. I mean, like, well, how do you know if he's great? I like, because I hear songs here and there, I was like, this guy gets it. Like, he speaks to some things that I think are really important to be, you know, spoken about, especially in rap. Um, but I like, I just don't listen to his music. It's not like, a, like, oh, I'm against J. Cole or nothing like that. But, like, I think that's cool. Like, he was talking about like the whole thing with um, with Kendrick doing that album. It's like, yeah, we're both grown men. We both got families and all that. So good on that guy. And let's see if I can find this uh, this Gambino interview. All right, here's here's something right here. No, it's not that. Every, all just, of us are. I've I've been in certain situations where I walk in, let's say, a car dealership, and right away I get no respect. Why? Because I'm a young African American. They probably feel like this ain't got no money. Right away. It's, okay. it, but if you're a white individual, same age, you know what they probably think? Oh, his parents got some money, so he probably can afford this car. I've been there several times and seen it happen from the smallest dealer from Dodge to Ford to... But that's a preconceived notion, so it's impossible for white people to have a blank slate. No, it's... it's here's the thing. Black... We just said... I, well, I got in an argument a, once. We were talking about... Home. We were talking about, like, he was like, who you want to marry? Like, one day would marry. And I was like, honestly, I don't think I could marry, like, a white woman. Like, I don't think so. Maybe, Why but I that? don't think so. Because I need someone racist like me. <laughs> like I need somebody racist like me. Really? So you don't like, care about love? You know? No, I mean, if I love her and like it's like, then I'm like, man, she's the one. I, I found it. But like in general, I need somebody to see the world. The way I need to come home and be like, yo, like because, she, because a white woman in general is not gonna see that. She's just not. She's not gonna understand. Like I just found out band aids with the color of skin. I just found so, that out. So what's the difference between white people and white women? Because we just bring that back. Bring that back. Band aids. Oh, the reason they're the color, color of skin. skin. Because of the colors of white people's skin. Did you know that? No, know you that. didn't. There because we live in their world. Well, it's the color of envy skin. <laughs> so so it's it's the country, though. Country, maybe. Country, maybe. Where do we go? Where we're the where where the like where do we go? Where we're like number one? Where it's better for us? I mean, I would hope Africa. They, no, we are okay. African American. We are not African. They do not say. I mean, my boy is Nigerian. He will tell you they are not looking at us like, yeah, you like. My boy is Nigerian too. What up, ghost? All right, enough of that. But uh, I thought the episode. Uh, I thought that clip was very, uh, very telling because this 
this was recorded probably three or four years ago. This was like after Because the Internet came out. And I remember I bought Because the Internet when I was still in, I think I was in Fayetteville when I bought that album. Yeah, so it's been a hot minute, right? So, what's that? Uh, yeah, so I thought it was interesting he said that thing about like uh, he doesn't think he would have like a white wife or whatever. Because, of course, right now he's like a white partner or wife. And um, he goes on to say that, as you you heard it, I played it, you heard it, all right. But I thought that was interesting that he made that um, that quote about, like, he needs he felt like he might need somebody racist, right? Because he goes on a little bit later in the um, video and talk about, because, you know, there are certain things like a white woman's not going to be able to relate to. Like, she's not going to be able to see things from the point of view that he sees things because he grew up in Stone Mountain, Georgia. And he talks more about, like, that's where the KKK kind of, like, popped back up again and all that stuff. And that's a fair point. But also, he kind of goes back to the point that I made before, which is, like, you know, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. It's not like a thing where it's, like, uh, he wanted to be put in a box. He's just living his life. He's just out here. You know what I'm saying? Guy's cardigan. And they made a... <laughs> They made fun of him for having this cardigan that has like two holes in it. They counted the holes like, oh, you got holes in your cardigan. What, what, are, you, what are you clowning me for? I, I got plenty of money, right? I uh, decided to spend money on things that I care about. And I am multi-talented. Writing, acting, producing, directing, doing stand-up. It's like, what else you want from the guy? And then there's, I don't know if you guys have heard this phrase. There's a phrase called uh, "new black." Is that a, is that a thing? I hadn't heard this phrase before. I'm I'm on the Google machine right now. See what it means to be new black. Here we go. I typed in "new black" and said "new black Jordans." What the fuck? Is is that, is that what we're doing? All right. So here we go. Da -da -da -da. The new black. Um, nope, not new black hotties, but I will watch that later. All right, orange and new black, not even close. Let's see. Nope. Oh, common for real and the new black. Let's read this aloud, shall we, class? What does this nonsense say on thedailybeast.com? Common for real and the new black, an ignorant mentality that undermines the black experience. Alright, so the rapper Common made waves during a recent appearance on Daily Show with Jon Stewart when he offered his take on race in America. Alright, let's see what old Common Sense said. Uh, da -da 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 -da. The new black doesn't blame other races for our issues. <laughs> oh, Common, no! They gonna get you, bro! They don't wanna hear it! They don't, they don't wanna hear it! Common, stop it! The new black dreams and realizes that it's not pigmentation, it's a mentality that's either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. And you've got to pick the side you're going to be on, said Pharrell. Um, oh, shit. Somebody said his words were laughably empty and insulting to the current climate, the history of black ambition in the face of tremendous cultural impression. There are some other uh, Stephen A. Smith's type words. And the word institutional was in there. You know, it always pops its head up in these conversations. Kanye's name was thrown in here a little bit just for sprinkles. You got to get that in there. Um, mm. This is an interesting quote. 
there's a real vein of anger. Like, hey, man, I didn't have slaves, Stewart stated. But they're not talking about that. They're talking about a power structure. Common, while not countering Stewart's statement, offered his perspective on the way to heal wounds that have existed on American soil for centuries. This is a long paragraph, guys. I'm not, I'm not going to read this whole thing to you. You're all adults. It's on the Daily Beast. Common, Pharrell, talking about the, the new black. I don't know what new black is, all right? I've, I've said this before. If I ever had a stand-up special, ever, uh, I would want to name it Just Regular Black. Because I don't, I don't know what... There's so many like, oh, you got to be this type of dude. You got to be this type of black dude. Blah, blah. I just want to be Regular Black, Right? Like, I don't know. I don't want to be like space gray, like Apple does. I just want to be just regular black, all right? Um, so that was, that's uh, that's interesting. That's something I got to I gotta chew on that. I got I to gotta internalize that and see what I think. Because that's, that's a weird phrase, new black. New black. Who are the faces of, of the new black culture? Who, who are the faces? I'm curious. Like, what, what makes... What makes me new black? Is Kanye new black? Um, hmm. New, I don't, I don't like it. I, I just feel like people just want to put a name on anything, right? It's stupid. Um, I don't know. New black. Nope, I got nothing for that new black nonsense. It, it might not be nonsense. It might be something I, I don't think I'm going to agree with it. Um, let's see. Here's something else. Um, da, 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 da. Here we go. Not Michelle Obama. Michelle, don't fire me for this, but some people look like animals. Is that rude? She cracked. Ooh, I look like a bird, so can I be mad at somebody that calls me Toucan Sam? The former Disney star is guest starring on hit shows like Empire and Blackish, and she came into fire in 2014. She announced that she prefers not to think of herself as an African American, but simply an American. All right, that's Raymond Simone, okay? I remember this thing came out. Um, this is. A, I'll read the second part before I say what I have to say. Uh, the second paragraph by her says, I don't want to be labeled gay. I want to be labeled a human who loves humans, Simone told Oprah last fall. I'm tired of being labeled. I'm an American. I'm not an African American. I'm an American. Raven Simone doesn't have to do job uh, applications anymore, guys. All right? Uh, please know, if she had to do a job application, she would have to circle African-American, all right? She is. She's African-American. She doesn't have to circle anymore because she's like, has millions of dollars and all that stuff. You don't have to like work at Walmart, Piggly Wiggly, Food Lion. I don't know why she would work at any of those three places. That's probably not a good judge for me to say that. But she doesn't have to circle those things anymore. So she can say stuff like that, right? Anybody can say it, but... You know what I'm getting at. All right. Um, she goes on to say, I don't know where my roots go to. I don't know how far back they go. I don't know what country in Africa I'm from. She continued, but I do know that my roots are in Louisiana. I'm an American. That's a colorless person. We're all people. I have lots of things running through my veins. I have darker skin. I have a nice, interesting grade of hair. I connect with Caucasian. I connect with Asian. I connect with black. I connect with Indian. I connect with each culture. Um, I like that sentence where she says she connects with each culture. I like that. I don't think it's like uh, I don't think it's like being elitist in any way where she feels like she's like better or worse. I like that. I don't. I don't really know 
like uh, as far as the whole um, American part. You can. I mean, it's your life. I can't tell you what to say, you know. Um, okay, so apparently, okay, so these, I guess, are the faces of the new black. Common and Raven Simone and Pharrell. Right, this is the thing, Pharrell. Pharrell, Pharrell, how old are you? Tell us, how old are you, Pharrell Williams? Are you, are, are you, four, are you fifty or five hundred? Because there are some, there are some, you know how the internet gets and it shows you like, oh, this is a person who looks like Pharrell from years and years ago. It's like, man, Pharrell been around for like, you know, a few hundred years. Like, Pharrell's the bi bicentennial man that uh, that Robin Williams could never be. All right, rest in peace to Robin Williams. I apologize. But yeah, um, that's you got to see the movie. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, they brought up Bill Cosby here. Ooh, oh, Bill Cosby reference. Ooh. Oh, they talk about his speech he did in two thousand four. This is a, a quick aside. I did the speech in high school, the pound cake speech. Um, I did this Bill Cosby pound cake speech. When I was in my junior year of high school. So that had to have been 2006. No, 2007, sorry. So 2007, I did that speech. The Bill Cosby speech. It went horrendously. I only remembered the first sentence. Uh, I think the first sentence of the um, speech was like, I don't want any damn cake or something like that. Which I thought was hilarious because if you know anything about Bill Cosby, which everybody knows everything about Bill Cosby now. God. <laughs> but uh, if you know anything about Bill Cosby, he um, doesn't curse in anything, right? And uh, also, yeah, he does, that was essentially he doesn't curse in like his material or whatever. Another quick thing, he also kind of looked down on like a lot of comics who use profanity in their material. I think uh, D.L. Hughley has a, if you haven't seen it, it's one of the best interviews I've probably seen in my life. And I mean that. The D.L. Hughley interview about Bill Cosby, or that part, that section about Bill Cosby for like that seven or eight minutes where he's talking to Vlad. I think it's like a Vlad TV interview. Like, the whole time you're like, dude, this is freaking nuts. Like, you watch because he's talking about like how Bill Cosby used to make people. This is getting very Bill. All right, I need to stop Bill Cosby talk. But, like, there's a, you're watching it and it's like, yo. Like, you're like, yo, Bill Cosby used to make people sit down like they were small children and they're grown men. And I, it was, as a comedian and any person who's a storyteller does, like, he told that story and it was so vibrant. Like, you were like, like, you were watching D.L. Hughley watch Bill Cosby make a grown man sit down. And, like, the whole thing with, like, um, how that tape would never get out, that recording that he did with Bill Cosby would never get out, and how uh, D.L. Hughley's going on saying... Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't drug broads, quote, unquote. I know he used to wear broads in there. I was like, yo, that's nuts. But yeah, that's, I'm giving you guys a lot to chew on, by the way. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that was, uh, that was pretty, that was a great 
great interview that he did. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check that out. Um, real quick thing, since we're being controversial, um, the song that Kanye and T.I. did, that was, that was bad. It was a bad song. Um, T.I., I don't know what, I feel like T.I. wasn't really rapping. I feel like that song was a little bit faster than T.I.'s, uh, I don't know, cadence or his rhythm of rap. I don't, his style of rap was a little bit, a little bit fast for that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I just want to get that out. Um, I hope, I think this episode was a little bit lighter than last week's episode. I did bring up, I did say slavery. This is the third time. Uh, every time you hear me say slavery, take a drink. That's, that's four drinks. You got to take them now. Slavery, slavery, slavery. Okay. Um, I feel like this episode was a lot lighter than last week's episode. And not because we're talking about skin tone. All right, we're having fun. But uh, I feel like it was lighter than last week's episode. Because, uh, you know, I'm removed from that uh, that anger that I had at that person on Twitter. Um, this episode, I felt it was lighter. Um, I, I was really excited to do this episode of the podcast. I was like excited. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get on the podcast. I can't wait to start talking trash that my 17 friends are going to hear. Oh, they're going to love this. All 17 of them. I can't wait to hear them say, hey, Grant, enjoy the podcast at the open mic. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. A few things coming up. I got a show coming up really, really soon with James Hodge. Great, great guy to hang out and learn from as far as like stand-up. Good dude. Um, Then I got a show I'm producing at Good Nights uh, that's coming up this uh, weekend. It's called Hijinks and Horoscopes. Um, Pretty much I'm just going to have comics who are of a similar comedic style or uh, zodiac sign uh, on the same stage. The concept of the show came from um, the idea that I was um, was hanging out at a show that I did. Shout out to Shoddy DS and Matt White that they put me on. And like, I think it was like me... Mello and JD, we were all in the back, kind of like talking and laughing or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, we all have like similar, like not styles per se, but like uh, I feel like we we're like similar types of people." And then I found out that all three of us are like the same zodiac sign, which I'm not like big into like horoscopes. I don't really believe in it like that. I'm just like, "Oh, this is an interesting thing." But um, I thought it would be cool, and I think I kind of pitched it to Mello. He's like, "Oh, that's that's a fun idea," or something like that. He said. Um, as he was, I don't know, being smoother than everybody else in the room at the same time. Anyways, so yeah, um, we, uh, I thought of that idea and I was like, oh man, who are some other people who are like, you know, similar to me and Sam Mazzani's on that joint. Uh, one of these days I'm going to have Sam Mazzani on the podcast, right? Um, the next guest I'm going to have on the podcast, uh, <sighs> It will probably be the last episode of the podcast because I've already I've talked to this person two or three times in the last week and a half, and that human being has been like asked me the craziest off the wall questions. This person told me how uh, quote unquote zooted they're gonna be for the podcast, saying Grant, I want you to drink, I want you to have a few drinks in, then I want us to do the podcast. And I was like, oh, bet, you know? So 
the episode of the podcast is probably going to be uh, the podcast to end all podcasts. So, um, if this is if this is the next to the last podcast that ever comes out, it was fun, and we out.